Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Open Goal podcast, keeping the ball on the ground in association with our friends at William Hill. Look at the top man in again, Sai. What's happening there, right? How are you? Good, mate, you? Right, come on, who's this alongside you? We're Superstar. We're out, out the back here, aren't we? This, is, this has got to be the guy with the most clubs uh, ever in oh, any podcast, I'm sure, I'm sure ever, there's somebody, ever. There's somebody out there with more clubs, come on. That's right. a good thing to me, that means that 17 teams have wanted you. <laughs> and then they didn't. They? <laughs> we'll, throw, we'll throw in, to give to give the listeners a clue, right, we'll throw in four clubs out of his 38, right, and then <laughs> we'll see how it goes. So, Rangers, Dunfermline, Ross County, Birmingham City, we're narrowing it down, aren't we? Uh-huh. And he's, he's quite handsome, down. rough he's in the end, is he? He's not bad. He's got a bit, isn't he? That's why he's favourite. Aye, he's actually, <laughs> must have said he's... Him and Martin Woods, he's two, up there. two probably aye, two of the best we've done. Aye, 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 who else we've had a couple on, haven't we? A couple of ugly ones as well, haven't we? Aye, aye, <laughs> Kyle's alright, he's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right, we're getting there. It is former Rangers, Dunfermline, Ross County, Birmingham City player... Andy Barrowman. Andy, good to join us. How are you? Thanks for having us. No, I'm good. I'm good, thanks. I'm good. Top man at Joma as well. Yes. Sportswear firm. Yeah. That's must be a good job you've got there. You must enjoy that. It is, yeah. Obviously coming left school at sixteen to go into the big bad world and it was it's great. It's been great. It's just coming up for two years now. Uh it's sport, it's a, a job in sport which are hard to come by in, in Scotland especially and but it's predominantly football, so I'm in around clubs and it keeps me involved. But yeah, it's good. I'm really enjoying it. If you've got all the gear, everybody must want to be ah, side-jarred yeah. for a pair of boots yet. He's he that's what I'm saying, he's not even got his fucking pair of boots. <laughs> I'm to, you're a Mizuno man, I've just said that. You've, you've still got that sponsorship now, has um, that run out? I was going to say, they brogues, Joma. <laughs> no, no, you're not like them. They're Spanish, though. Zara. You've got to represent Same Spanish thing, company. You know, do right? do, just for Simon as well, did Joma make stay press that only six inches above your ankle? No, do, oh, but we can get him some them, no. kids. Some kids trousers, they might fit. A pair of waffles. Aye. <laughs> right, we're, uh, we're here, Open Goal Podcast, keeping the ball in the ground, like I say, in association with our friends at William Hope. We've got some great topics for you this morning, stick with us for the next 45-50 minutes. We're going to look back at the weekend results, Rangers winning 4-1 at Hamilton Ackies, brilliant game at Celtic Park, Celtic v Hibs and Hearts beating Aberdeen, Livy beating Dundee, Comarnock keeping their winning run going as well and St Johnson getting back to winning ways against Motherwell, so we'll touch on most of the games. We're going to look at the situation at Dundee. Jim McIntyre and the new gaffer taking over from Neil McCann. But what do you make of the situation in terms of him not being allowed to bring in Billy Dodds as his number two? We're going to look at that. And Arsene Wenger as well. His comments that um, players are now bigger attractions uh, more than football clubs. Football fans now follow players instead of football clubs. So we'll look at that. Neymar, Ronaldo, all the different things. And we'll have a look back at Andrew's career, as I say, man of many, many clubs, but we'll touch on two or three of his highlights. So we'll get cracking. I'm Matt Goody with Andy Barriman and Simon Ferry. Right, 4-1 Rangers won their first league away game of the season. Sai, it was tough. Wasn't a great performance, but the points are in the bag. Uh, to be fair, I think it's tough to go to Hamilton and put on a great performance, you know, with the surface, the way Rangers play. I think it's a hard place to go and go and pass the ball, but um, Hamilton desperate for the result as well. 
One or thirty two minutes, wasn't it? The wee boy Boyd scored an absolute belter. Yeah, good player. He, did, yeah. he was at Albion Rovers when we played him and he's, he's a good player, Boyd. Uh, mm. He's got that in his locker. Um that's a sign of a good team. Don't play well, going win four one, so Stephen Jar Gerard would be delighted. Um and maybe now that'll kick on for the for their away performances for the rest of the season. And he said Stephen Gerrard, you know, one thing about him when, when he's analysing games, he's very honest and he, he doesn't miss the mark. He said that the performance average at best. Yeah, Is he right? Absolutely. I watched the game. Um, they were very comfortable, I thought, but they laboured, didn't they? They didn't really mm-hmm. look as if they had any cutting edge. I think the first time they actually get in behind, the Hamilton defence was a goal with mm-hmm. Kent and he's, some, he's made the run. So, um, yeah, the, I don't think they were ever really in danger of losing the goal. Obviously, they lose the equaliser, and then you're thinking they might they draw the game or or worse. But um, no, they, the win's a win, isn't it? And it's a big week for them coming up. So was there maybe one eye on that? But size, right? I mean, I, I I didn't like playing at Hamilton. I know it's a different surface and all that now, but it's just so open and mm. lunchtime kickoff on a Sunday, and it's just got all the makings of. You've Saturday night especially. <laughs> well, I <aye>, true. I <laughs> so yeah, job done. Three points and. I'm sure going into a big week ahead, it's it's a good start for them. The the two penalty kicks awarded by Andrew Dallas against the, the big fella Penny. Uh-huh. Both penalties. I think so. Uh-huh. Big man's a bit clumsy, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, I also think Hamilton was a penalty. Was it first, first half? half? I thought that was a penalty. Uh-huh. Uh, I know Tavid, both of them are grabbing. Michael Miller. I think both of them are grabbing each other. But if I was for the refs' angle, I think you can see Tavin you're grabbing him but no I think both Rangers ones are penalties definitely I think they were good calls for him I think he's been slaughtered a bit for it but for me I thought he was he was spot on Martin Cannon it seems to be a, a recurring theme um, Andy because they're almost in the bottom four at, at all times and have been since I've been back up in the, in the Premiership getting a wee bit of stick from the, the Aki's fans is that understandable? No I don't think so Um his remit is to keep them in the division each year and he's done that mm-hmm. you know okay they're always tipped to go down but there's never really been any grave danger towards the end of the season they always seem to pick pick them pick some results up and be out of there between the before the last couple of games um, it's it's one of them people maybe we should appreciate what they've got you know you go and mm-hmm. bring someone else in who's to say that they, he can do that job with limited resources and everything that goes with that club it, maybe he's a perfect man for that and maybe he is achieving you know you, you, you sack him and you go and get somebody else then who knows where it ends ends up you know better the devil you know is it is part of his problem maybe because when you listen to him and you, and you hear him that he he never talks himself up you know he's not got the I'm not saying he's doing but he's not got the, the most bubbly of personalities yeah. as a matter of fact but he doesn't talk about philosophies he doesn't use the buzzwords he just gets in and gets his job done to sometimes managers like that are they underappreciated? I think so I think as you say you get managers who talk all the talk um, and their record isn't actually that good mm-hmm. but I mean Martin Canning's budget I think we've probably got a bigger, bigger budget at Peterhead um, and he keeps them in the league every year and then you look at a team like Dundee who have got a budget a massive budget mm-hmm. and they, they can't even get a win so as, as Andrew says I think he's done a great job at Hamilton loses his best players every year he has to bring in unknowns which is tough, you know, he's probably got agents working for And they're unknowns, he doesn't know how they're going to come into the league and, uh, and do. Um, so I think he's got the hardest job in the league, Martin Canning. Um, and he does great, but I think he should maybe talk himself a bit more because the record that he's got there is, is excellent. I mean, Alex Neil was there and I don't think he'd done much better than what Martin... Well, Alec got them I know he up got them went, up, went ahead. He joined Norwich during the first season up and Martin mm-hmm. was kind of thrown in a deep mind. He was 33 uh-huh. the job, you know, yeah, and uh, he's, he's, he's kept them yeah. up three years, every year. He's getting you look at the, the, the team summary cycle, look at Mikael Miller, decent young Stephen Boyd, mm-hmm. Darren McKinnon's always a force in the. Oh, Darren McKinnon's horrible to play against. <laughs> <laughs> he is, uh, I remember I like years Darren and years Mc- ago. Yeah, oh, he's horrible like, to play against, honestly. He came for the juniors, didn't he? He's a rash. Late on, uh, was, you know, a, was a bit of a striker or something. He played further forward anyway. Yeah, when, yeah. when he first signed, I, and I remember a few games playing against him. Obviously, I wasn't directly against him, but. Some of the things he was sort of saying to boys yeah. that he was playing against, it was... I think he took my lunch money <laughs> off me one game. <laughs> 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 things like that, I threatened to take a lunch money. Right. That's what I'm well, certainly wouldn't take any of your gear off you. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, see, for Hamilton, losing Brophy was a big yeah. big one. Did they let him go? Or was Brophy it? never played. So uh, you're right, he, he hardly started. Day, wasn't he it was a strange one. And uh, then he went somewhere yeah. else and really kicked on and... Yeah. I think that's probably Martin Canning's big mistake, Brophy, because I think if you've got Brophy in your team, the, the finish 
It's goals. They stay in yeah. the league comfortably, but just lack that goal scorer, didn't yeah. they, Hamilton? The wee boy Boyd scores the odd cracker, but he's not a goal scorer, you know. Yeah. Wee Dougie Emery still gives him a right good shift as well, doesn't he? <laughs> he's he's really going on for ages, Dougie. Dougie Badjo, as he likes yeah. to be called. Aye. Oh, Dougie, Dougie, Badjo? Dougie Badjo used to call himself <laughs> up unless he's not shy at the first <laughs> Good player, man. Listen, he gives you absolutely yeah. every training session, every game, he gives you. I think he appreciates being a professional footballer, you know. Again, mm-hmm. come into the game late for juniors and I think it was a landscape gardener and he, he just he's relishing it, he just loves it and I think he's involved in the coaching as well and I can imagine him being being yeah. quite good at that because just his enthusiasm for the game but uh, he's not shy. He's, that's, <laughs> so that's 11 minutes into the programme site and I think we've mentioned eight or nine players and Big Andy's played with everyone. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a recurring theme over the next 40-50 minutes. Right, Celtic part, Celtic 4. What a game. Hibs 2, I watched it in sports scene um, what a game of football, what a 90 minutes it was, eh? Great advert for the for Scottish football, no, I sound like a pure idiot saying that, but it was both teams going for it, want to have a go, playing good football the right way, tempo was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Up and down, when it was at a basketball yeah. game, but um, I think Lenny got his tactics wrong in the first half, and he said that, and fair play to him because he changed it, and Hibs looked like they could have nicked it in the second half, but then again, Celtic had loads of chances. Mm. Only thing that would worry me about Celtic is, I mean, Sinclair must have been, could have had three. Yeah. Uh, three Forest could have had two or three, but I thought Tom Roderick, Edward as well could have. Uh, I mean, Celtic generally could have scored seven or eight goals. goals uh, but Tom Roderick, what, yeah. I, he looks back to his best now, and I think probably the only sensible thing Frank McAvenny said since he's came on here is that when Tom Roderick plays, you know, he, he makes Celtic, Celtic click. click. And if you can get him back at his best, Celtic have got a great chance of, of kicking on them. When you look at that performance from Celtic, Andy, and it's probably the only one apart from the old firm game when they beat Rangers 1 0, would have actually really looked the part but when you see them in that kind of form do you expect them to eventually just go and kick on and, and, and go away with the title again yeah I think everybody's waiting for that and that result that sparks it and goes sparks that run of form that everybody knows they're capable of um, Hibs are a good side I think if Celtic had been anywhere off it in, in terms of performance and what mm-hmm. they were Hibs would have got a result there on Saturday because mm-hmm. you look at Hibs team they've got everything you sort of want from a team you know defensively structured and pace going forward so I think Celtic had to be on their metal, you know, maybe maybe that's what it takes, maybe as you mentioned there, the old firm game, maybe they've become a wee bit, you know, lackadaisical a little bit and just sort of turning up and winning games, maybe they need that pressure, you know, that pressure game and a team that's going to really come out and, and attack them and, and go for it. You know, the Rangers I think that suits Celtic, didn't it, when a team comes and has a go at them, yeah. because they can hit them on the counter and they're great on the counter attack, but they didn't really get a chance to date against the yeah. lesser teams because they're, they're camped in against them. Do you think, you're talking about the way Celtic played there, they're, they're obviously they've got a big game Thursday night in Europe, I think the bigger game is on, on Sunday against Hearts in the League Cup semi-final at Motherwell, eh, sorry, at the Murrayfield. But when you see the way they played on Saturday and if they get to the Cup final, is that going to, do you think that will be enough to keep Brendan Rodgers' interest going to the end of the season? Because you see him being linked with Newcastle, being linked with Leicester, being linked with Spartak Moscow in the, in the past couple of hours. Do you see him staying on or do you still think there's some hanging over him that might try and tempt him away? I, I think eventually they're going to lose Brendan Rodgers. I think he's a that calibre of manager that someone from down south is going to come calling at some point and it's going to tempt him to go. At what level, whether it's a Newcastle or, or, or someone above that, then who knows. But, you know, when if he's still winning and winning leagues, I, I, I still think they'll lose him at some point. There'll come a time when it'll, something will tempt him. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, if he's not winning and not winning trophies, then that day might come sooner. Um, I know I think, obviously, he's, he's won to 10 in a row and that might be a, a motivation for him to stick around for that and get that and be the man to sort of do that. But... Um, it's inevitable, I think, that one day they'll lose him. I think he's just a class above Scottish football, unfortunately. I suppose if you're a Celtic supporter or a Celtic player, Simon, one thing that you would you would talk would be the case that, I'm not going to say if he goes, it's when he goes, mm-hmm. that it's at the end of a season and, and not in the middle of a campaign. I, I don't think he's the type to go in January. I don't think he was going to a club that are struggling. Um, I think he's all about the project, Brendan Rodgers. So mm-hmm. I think if a Newcastle came on in bottom three in, uh, in the Premier League, six months to keep them up I don't think it's his sort of thing mm-hmm. I think he goes to a club and he asks the chairman for a three year plan what, what, what's the squad he's got what money has he got to spend I don't think he's a crisis manager he was um, talking about not having the best of relationships him and one or two of his backroom staff I think he's number two Chris Davis involved in an incident with Neil Lennon that must um, be Lenny's first argument this year <laughs> during the, the he's had me an argument and Andy's had clubs <laughs> Lenny, Lenny. I've seen something <laughs> I the time up it, it did kind of fear um, maybe a lot was made out of nothing but 
Have you watched some good Barneys over the years with the with the technical areas? Do you know what I like about Lennon? To everyone else goes to Celtic Park and they're happy just to put on a good performance yeah. and maybe. But you could see after the Absolutely, game, he's yeah. he's yeah. such a winner, eh? and um. he takes his team there a win, and it really hurts him when they didn't win. It's great for the game to have guys like him challenging Celtic and Rangers. You know, he he doesn't think he doesn't go there and think I just want a draw or I want a good performance. He's going there to win, and it's brilliant. But uh, Decano every week, mate. Uh, but do you know the guy Steve Evans? Aye, Peter uh, Peter Evans, Steve, a Scottish man. guy. Uh, Oh, they two hated each other, man. I used to call him the fat man. Tomorrow, lads, you fight on the pitch, but me, I'll fight the fat man on the side. <laughs> <laughs> I remember once as well, we were uh, playing for Swindon, Paul Hart it was. We played MK Dons and uh, I hated Paul Hart, mate. He's my manager. Right. And uh, I fight kicked off in the tunnel and uh, Jabo Abiri, do you, you remember him? Oh, yeah. The big striker. Yeah, yeah. Him and big Paul Hart were going at it and I'd never wanted my jo- Abiri to lend somebody so much in my life. <laughs> 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 but uh, they, had a, they were two big, big guys. Guy, you know, they, Paul were, Hart, they were flinging yeah. each other a bit, man. It was like Klitschko v Fury, honestly. It was <laughs> brilliant to watch. It was a big, that's the best I've seen. Andy, you must have uh, seen one or two. Hi. Um, I was at Ross County, I don't know if you remember Derek Adams. He went oh, through yes. a spell, he'd been yep. banned for about I think it was something like 12 games it got to. He doesn't swear, Derek, does he? He's yeah. one of the... No, he doesn't swear, yeah. supposedly, aye. Um, <laughs> but he got banned for foul and abusive language, but he doesn't swear. <laughs> that was his defence, by the way, I think, when he went to come down to Hamden, that was his defence. I don't, I don't swear, but anyway. He took his dad in as a witness. I think he did die, the two of them did die. So. <laughs> but he, he was banned for the, du- the dugout, and yet he was getting into fights in the tunnel after the game, and he were adding another two games, and another two games. Honestly, it got to about 12 games in a row. Did he not punch Higgy, Sean Higgy? I was away by that point, but I, I believe there was a wee bit of... In the dressing room? Allegedly, 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 Drop the ball shot for me, so it would take uh, a bad touch. Just to smack something. So it would smash something no, and just live in the. Yeah. Is that happening the same for the, the, the dugouts? If you see your manager, you think, oh, aye, he's up today, you know, and it makes you respond. I think you do a wee bit, but then it can go across 11, it can sort of take the focus off the game. Then I mean, that, like I talked about Ross Coon, that was becoming a farce, and you're just thinking, the players are on the park, just thinking, just I shut up. Uh-huh. You know, he's at it again, sort of thing, just shut up. Because yeah, we were going through a kind of bad spell at that time. You need your manager on the side to lead you or whatever, but. Uh-huh. But I know you're right. I think if they, if you see your manager with his sleeves rolled up and shouting like Jim Jeffries, for instance, always barking, you're winning three four now, and he's barking at everybody, just wanting demanding standards. Mm-hmm. So I think aye, that, that that I don't think that's a, a bad Billy thing. Billy Brown on his shoulder. Billy Brown's worse. <laughs> Jim Jeffries has <laughs> a going in. You got a Jim Jeffries or Billy Brown? Aye, I just signed actually. Uh, I'd come up down the road um, I'm used to that academy bubble you know you're, uh-huh. you're pampered nobody tells you you had a bad game in the academies and stuff and <laughs> it was a reserve game rugby park I can't remember who it was and I, I wasn't having the best of games so come in at half time so the manager and Billy Brown are at the game so they've, they've come walking in you're thinking alright here we go the boys are sort of you can see them shuffling <laughs> in their seat so the Jets went in and said that's not good enough you're not can build me I'm now you come up here and you can't play like that and all that and I'm, I'm shit myself you know that way I'm sitting like that just keep the heat down I think Phew, Thank God that's her. Then Billy Brown goes at you, and he goes even worse. He's there in your face, spitting at you. And honestly, the two of them are double act. Talk about good cop, bad cop. No, no, no. They, they were bad cop, Is bad it cop. Kevin Kyle would say, "Oh, you can't." No, somebody else would say, "You can't, can't let them away with that." Uh, Jim, if Jim Jeffries was just going lightly on you, Aye. no, Jim, you can't let them away with that. Oh, he did, and then he would do it. Unbelievable, double Unbelievable. Was he? He's running at East Fife. It's the best, one of the best. Oh, he's shuffling, like, right. coming out in and out of camera. I've done things, but that's him. That's what he does. The He's a great guy, though, Billy. Brilliant, great, great guy. Great guy. Great guy Just know. a proper passion for the game. Yes, that's it. That's yeah. it. It's passion, and it comes across. Obviously, he's shouting in your face, but it is. It's just passion. That's yeah. what he just wants to win. I think but it's good on the side, but I think it's the scumbags that enjoy it. Like, but see, when you get the foreign boys in there, who what's yeah. this clown doing on the side of the pitch? You know what yeah. I mean? When you see like, a guy like Rogers and Gerard who can keep their cool, I think that's the, the class of But similar to him with the Canio, I would get opposition players every week. But uh, how can you put up with that guy, man? <laughs> so, I mean, it was just it got to a stage where it was funny at first and you enjoyed it at first, uh, but then it just got exactly started wearing the uh, Where's you doing it? Right, top of the table, Hearts. Now they went into the game, <coughs> injury blows, big Ike Piazzo and Suter both out for four or five months. And he thought
give him a right good game, which they did. But mm-hmm. Hearts showing great resilience, showing great strength to stay top of that leaderboard and win the game. Great result, great result for him. <coughs> um, like you say, Suter and the big boy. Out. But um, it's mad now how much games are decided on set pieces. I watched the highlights, and mm. Hearts are better than Aberdeen at set pieces, and that's what these games could come down to. You know, against the top teams. Um, as I say, Derek McInnes having a wee, a wee hard time with things. Um, James Wilson misses a, an easy chance, I think, at 2-1 to bring him back into it. But it just doesn't seem to be going Aberdeen's way just now and it seems to be going Hearts' way. But when I see Hearts when they set pieces, it just, remember we're talking about Ibrox, I cannot believe they defended that first set mm. piece like that. Mm-hmm. When you can see how good they are at set, set pieces, yeah. from a day that Ibrox, I'm sure he's looking back now regretting it. But Hearts look like they can keep going for a while now. Um, well, they're in it. They're, they're there for the. Uh-huh. Certainly, they're definitely. Like him, I love him. Craig Levine knows how to get a team to win football matches, mm-hmm. didn't he? And then, like you said, set pieces. That's what he's built on. Mm-hmm. You know, being structured and then he set pieces and that. And it's no, it's not a fluke. You know, that's a lot of hard work that goes into that, and that's why they're so good. Okay, he signs the right type of player to be able to play that way he wants to play, but. He's done it over the years and he knows how to win football games. It was Michael O'Neill that was talking about set pieces, wasn't it? That was when yeah. you really started to get a, an idea of just how important that. Even Everton, I, I listened to Michael Keane's interview after the game at the weekend, saying that the boy Silva is massive on practicing set pieces. Semi final. It's only going to get worse or whatever you want to look at it. I mean, Liverpool throw in coach or something, is it? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where, Scandinavian. Uh, where are you yeah. going to, where is it going to stop? You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> how's he trained for that to be a throw in coach? I've no idea. Just I've worked in, you know, like throw ins and defensive throw ins uh-huh. forward, but I've, I don't know if it. It's merits a job, do you? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> a job for the boys, that, it's just his mates gave a job. It might well be. Just, we're going to touch on Dundee, but before we do, just to round off the, the weekend, Andy, your old club, Coman up four wins in a row, and for the fourth game in a row, coming back from a, a goal behind. Brilliant. I would not bet against Coman regardless of who they're playing. Good mm-hmm. Celtic and the top teams and that, they are just, they're just grind out results. They're so well organised. Steve Clark's done a great job there. They've got goals in them, you know, Eamon Brophy, as we are talking about before we come on air. It, it, they just look as if they, they're going to score goals. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're just that's the way they are. And if they go a goal down, then I think they've still got the belief, which is all important. Yeah. You've played in teams, you go a goal down and you sort of know that it's a game over sort of thing. But then you've also played in teams where you think, no, we can get this back. It doesn't matter if you go a goal ahead. And come on, I've got that right now. And a big boy, they sit on the bench, can I get a game? So that tells you everything you need to know about the guys up top. So... Um, Greg Stewart again great player I've always liked him even when he was at Cowden Beath I always thought a real good player um, well, Alec McLeish was at that game on Saturday and I think he was there to run the rule over yep. Greg Stewart and potentially Brophy mm-hmm. can you understand that the sense not? in that yeah absolutely yeah. You know, give them a chance go and blood them they're scoring goals in Premier League so what else can you judge them on go and, mm-hmm. go and put them in and if, as long as well. there's no fitness test Greg will be alright <laughs> lazy bastard is it, great, is that right, player, oh, but great player mate honestly great ability yeah. Right, and I, I think he's the one as well. You'll, you'll, see if you put Greg in with better players, he'll be mm-hmm. you go and play with that, that, mm-hmm. that standard of player. Definitely, yeah, talk about it, hasn't uh-huh. he? Uh-huh. Uh, Livy, they keep going. Brilliant, eh? Thing is, we done Dundee, right? If I look at a Livingston team, I'll never be a manager. But I was a coach, the assistant manager, having a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> one thing I'm saying to my players against Livingston: don't give free kicks away around the edge of the box. One thing they're good at is set pieces. The first three goals, stupid fouls on the edge of the box. Diving in when they didn't need to dive in and giving Livingston free kicks. I mean, that's the basics of football, man. If you want to give yourself a half a chance of staying up, do the basics properly. And three goals come for three free kicks where the goalies in no man's land, boys are not picking up. And it's no rocket science. You don't need to go and play great football. You just need to do the basics properly. And just now, Dundee are miles off it. Miles off it. And for Motherwell, Andy, I think there's a wee bit of discontent in the, in the stands of the Motherwell supporters. Stephen Robinson, do you think, under a wee bit of pressure? Yeah, I think I don't know about right now, but I think he will. I think they continue to lose games. That's the nature of the, the beast. I think he will be under pressure. Obviously, last year, two cup finals, which is unheard of for a team like Motherwell. But there you go. It changes so quickly. New season. He's got a bigger squad this year. I think they allowed him to kind of bring in more players. I think last year a wee bit uh, threadbare. So aye, the pressure's going to come. You need to win games. That's that's uh, the nature of the, the business we're in. So. Um, he needs to win games and another one of the things are just not going for them just now you see the big yeah. boy had to go off with a head knock and his oh, man scores yeah. for the corner I was at a lot of Muddle games last year actually I love quite local to the ground so I just would pop down on a Saturday mm-hmm. and I felt last year they were lucky a, a lot of games they were they were maybe losing in games and he'd, he'd go and make like a double substitution at half time 
which you don't really see that often, mm-hmm. and then they'd come back and nick a result. Whereas like these games could have quite easily, especially alone, these games could have quite easily went the other way, mm-hmm. and then he's up against it, and then he's the pressure's on. But they nicked results when really they didn't really need to. They didn't merit, sorry, mm-hmm. and they went a wee run and, and they got them a wee bit of sort of favour with the fans when they first came in. Because I don't think it was really that a favourite for the job, was he? He was given a job, sort of. His assistant, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, you know, I don't think too, everybody yeah. was crying out for him to be given a job, but he got he got a few results early doors, and I say games that I was at the games. I want to say they actually merit, merited winning the games. The big point. Yeah. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Boy, Keith Lazar's getting slaughtered as well for an old legend, isn't he? Colin O'Neill. Is it Colin O'Neill? Uh, Colin O'Neill guy Keith Lazar. What was that all about? Uh, who knows? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we'll move on. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Thank you for joining us. We're on the Open Goal podcast, keeping the ball on the ground in association with our friends at William Hill. Thanks for sticking with us. We've got another couple of topics to go through. But before we do, I've just had a message in from one of our listeners that just shows you how listeners sometimes don't listen. And they've said to me, Mark, can you please ask John if he's appearing at the SECC and Jack and the Beanstalk at Christmas with the Crankies. Listen, I've not heard that an, one before. It's Andy, it's Andy Barrowman. It's no John Barrowman we've got on. It's Andy Barrowman, the former yeah, football player. Well, 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 yeah. well, oh, oh, yes, it is. It is. It's Andy that we've got on. Any relation while we're on the topic? Not that I'm aware of. No. An Adrian Panto this year? No. Pavilion no, Kings no, yeah, anywhere? But listen, no, if there's any offers out there, I'm always, I'm always uh, open. I can't sing, though. <laughs> I'll be fine. Johnny Beatty get away with it. So remember, if you're listening, it's Andy Barham, no John <laughs> Barham. But listen, he is up for any panto gigs. Very lucrative, Andy. If you can is get it? it, it's hard graft, but Have very, you done it? very. No, no. But I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind. There's a right few quid in it, say. Save me sitting here talking to you. Right, <laughs> Billy Dodds at Dundee. Jimmy McIntyre's just taking over the job. Now I kind of get my head round this, but it just shows you fan power now. He's worked well. Part of his success is because he's had Billy Dodds beside him. Dundee need them in. John Nelms wanted Billy Dodds. He wanted the partnership. But fan power has dictated that Billy Dodds, certainly for the opening game, can be there. We're hearing today that it actually might come off and now Billy Dodds is going to join them. But can you believe that they just didn't show more, the club didn't show more strength in allowing to bring Billy Dodds in? Can you talk us through why, Matt? Do you know why? Can you talk us through It's that? because of when Dundee were in administration seven, eight years ago, they had the option of a CVA, which meant if you sign that off, you were basically, say, let's just say for talking sake, you owed £50,000. Mm-hmm. If you sign the CVA, you were basically taking six pence in the pound. So yeah, you're taking a fifteenth of your money, so work it out. You're taking, you're signing off to take three or four grand rather than the 50 grand mm-hmm. you owed. So, but the D fans, you know, didn't forgive Billy Dodds. Well, I was involved in the administration. Oh, so I was one of the players that got made redundant. Um, obviously, I didn't get that option. To be fair, I actually spoke to the administrators about playing for free to the end of the season. It was March time. I thought, where am I going to go at this time? Mm-hmm. I was doing well scoring goals. I thought I'll stay there. But when I wasn't allowed, insurance purposes or something, I couldn't. Mm-hmm. I couldn't play for free. 
for the end of the season. They just wouldn't. Was it Brian Jackson? Brian, I know Brian well. Brian's a good lad. So it was him that was spoke to. It was, he was the administrator and wouldn't, wouldn't allow you to do it. But I can kind of understand it from two sides. You now Dundee, obviously, the fans thought that him and was Gordon Chisholm won it. Chizzy done Chizzy, it as well. Right, and yeah. Should have stood by the club or whatever and loyalty. But listen, there's. If they hadn't been getting results and all that was, the club's not going to be loyal to them. So I can see it from mm-hmm. a, like a manager or a coach's point just of view. Just on, on that though, sorry, sorry, just to, to, to open goal, we don't have a problem with insurance, so we're delighted that you're coming in here for free, so you're okay. okay. He's waived his fee, that's great, isn't it? That's great. I'm glad we've got that insurance policy. That's, 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 that's saved us £7.50. Working for a company and they got asked to do the same deal. They wouldn't do the exact same exactly. thing as Billy Dodge has done. It's football, isn't it? All business sense or anything like goes out the window. window. It's, there's so much emotion involved. And but on the other side, of it, if that's how Jim McIntyre works best, then... That's that's my point. Exactly. You know, yeah, he needs what, to have him. You need to, you need to stay up. You're bringing a guy in because he's got a tough job in his hands, mm-hmm. but you're, you're, you're asking him to work without one of his biggest assets. To mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. And I can understand yeah, that if there's sponsors and corporate threatening to withdraw their backing... Yeah, yeah. If Billy does that said, I think the club's got to say, well, we need to be strong. What's the point in bringing them in if he can't bring in his right hand, man? Well, that's it. It's strong leadership. Uh, yeah. You know, at the end of the day, the chairman, whatever, makes the decisions. That's what he's based on. Mm-hmm. If he wants to bring in Billy Dodds and he thinks that's what's going to work best, do it. Mm-hmm. You'll have a die beer beside. Fans will not be talking about if Dundee go on a good run and stay up and go and get that cup final. Now they'll remember this episode. Yeah. So you're the leader, you're the manager of that business going do it, make a decision you feel is best. Right, Andy, we've heard a number of names that you've played with that have managed you. Jim McIntyre, Billy Dodds, dealt with any of the two of them on the football part or off the football part? <laughs> Bo- uh, both. <laughs> <laughs> so Mark assigned me at Dunfermline um, when I left. So although we didn't really have a best of time, we actually got relegated that year. He got the sack, I think it was a February thing. I really enjoyed working with Jim McIntyre. As a striker, he, he made me a better player. I think, you know... He was, a, he was a good player, very good player, even mm-hmm. joining and, and uh, training and stuff with chocolate calves, like a bit like myself nowadays, but he, 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 was, um, he was great for me as a player. He was to pull you aside and I felt my game really, really improved under him. Forgetting what happened on the pitch with results and wasn't the best, but I really enjoyed him being my manager. Um, Billy Todd, <laughs> I've never worked with him professionally, but I had a uh, funny story actually with a wee bit of an altercation in a well-known Glasgow... Establishment. Establishment, <laughs> yes. Um, nothing really. Said something I took exception to at the time and read a wee bit of... Are you rolling a bit? Nah, no. Nah. He was lucky Big Bob Malcolm was there actually or else it might have... Uh, he, was with, <laughs> he was with Big Bob and uh, Kenny Brannigan. Again, oh, Big star, KB. So I was never starting anything. Thank you, you knew that. We've met since, to be fair. And it was everything's alright, but I was... It was funny. <laughs> if you should maybe have a Christmas party at One Up, we'll speak to James Mortimer so you can give us a, the karaoke booth for, so you can get it for free. Um, but on the football park, they get thrashed 4-0 on Saturday, but we've touched on it just a minute ago. The defending was appalling, but if you look at that, it appears already, although we're only nine games into the season in the league, it looks as though there's a wee mini league of four. Mm-hmm. Who do you see pulling away or, or who do you see just being... Intention that for the rest I of the I think Motherwell will get it. I look at Motherwell's squad and I think they've strong at centre defence, which is a big thing. I like Aldred. Uh, I like the Hartley, the captain. Mm-hmm. I think once Main, if Main, Main's a good player, but he needs to start scoring goals, and I think he will because he's he's got good qualities, Main. So I can I think Motherwell will get it, get out of it. Um, I fear for Dundee, I really do. They play Hearts tonight. Mm-hmm. I mean, I expect Hearts to beat them. And the thing about Dundee is they've not got a great home record. I think if you're going to stay up, you need to be strong at home. And I don't think Dundee are so. I would look at Dundee and I would look at Hamilton this year uh, because I think, I, I think Simon have got enough. I think they made two good signings. I think they made two good signings. Simeon Jackson's a good player. Yes. And Adam Hamill's a good player. Yeah. Um, and I watched the highlights and even Steve Clark said that Simon were the better team. I was at the game, game on Saturday and you're right, it was a good partnership, Danny Mullen and Simeon and Jackson. Jackson. I and I tell you, I, I thought he caught my eye right in the, the, the heart of the team beside Steve McGinn was Matty Willock. Big players, yeah. uh, well, you know. so I think St. will score goals. I think they've, they've got goals in them, whereas I don't think Dundee and Hamilton have got a, a goal scorer. Mm, big call, do you agree with that, Andy? Um, no, I think St. Man are a bit of trouble. Obviously, Joe my club. I hope they hope they get away from that. But um, <laughs> now I, I think they're struggling. I think the problem is that there's a squad there that 
probably doesn't fit what the manager wants, and you need to get you need to get rid of the players. Mm. And you know, it's late as a player if if you're you're not going to go if, if unless the package is right. So I think that's his biggest obstacle. I've got a big squad. You know, we've got a lot a lot of players there. Mm-hmm. Um, so they need to trim that, and the manager needs to. I think I was read somewhere he's, he's split up training and it's sort of two two squads mm-hmm. just because the number of players that they've got on the books. That, that, that's not good. You no. you know that's like that's not good in the dressing room. So that's a that's a worry for them. Um, I agree with say si, they have signed some good players who you know who will do well for them up here. Um, but I think it's between St. Martin, Hamilton, and Dundee. Mac and Jim McIntyre will make Dundee harder to beat. You'll not see them losing as soft as goals as as they have done. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, there's a squad of players there, a lot of foreigners, a lot of guys from down south and loan and would Jim McIntyre look to sign these sort of players I'm not sure mm-hmm. so again he's got to get a squad that he wants to work with mm-hmm. and that's a, that's a difficult bit you know because we're nearly in November now and that's right. you've not got a lot of time to turn that around Right well while we're on predictions we'll just very quickly uh, League Cup semi-finals on Sunday <laughs> give us your winners Rangers v Aberdeen Hearts v Celtic I think it'll be Celtic and Rangers final Old fan final I Celtic Rangers I think it will be yeah Ok Yeah I agree with that two tough games um, you know, Hearts will not be easy for Celtic to overturn, but same token with Aberdeen, but I think the, the two old firm teams will be, will be an old firm well, final. Well, I'm going for an Aberdeen-Celtic, I don't think it'll be an old firm final. No. Aberdeen, I think one of the old firm will lose, I don't think the two will win, I think Aberdeen might just, might just nick it, but we'll wait and see. Right, we're on the open goal podcast, keeping the ball on the ground, we've got 20 minutes to go, I hope you've enjoyed listening so far. Arsene Wenger. He's been in the news the past week uh, or so, said that he's got, a, I think he's got a job lined up, but it sounds like he'll go back to work January the 1st. Is he, huh? It sounds like he's got, I think he's got an international job. Open goal, isn't it? Lined up somewhere, perhaps a USA <laughs> uh, national team, although I hear your old pal Tez Vez. Venom of You do wonders for him, don't you? Absolute wonders. <laughs> we need to get I'm sure he knows about you now. If he doesn't, then he shut the bean bean Spain January and February. He's going to try that. He's going for He's coming over here for a few. But he's in for that Albion Rovers job, no? That'd be perfect, mate. Imagine he'll tell Cobridge. I'm not sure that's cool enough for him, is it? But listen, he's had a few interviews in the past week or so, Arsene Wenger. He's been back. And using it. And I've seen some interesting stuff, even just off off the park. He's he's talking about the the increasing media influence of players, and that fans now, football supporters, are actually supporting individual players right. rather than football clubs. So they're supporting Ronaldo, they're supporting Neymar, and therefore wherever they move to, they end up supporting that club. So a lot of them now support PSG, and a lot of them have turned to Juventus since Ronaldo moved there. Do you think that's true? Hundred percent. My my two kids. But other team Ronaldo or Messi got that's the strip they want for their yeah. Christmas or their birthday. Yeah. Even he went to a wee football camp last week and had a Messi and Ronaldo day, and then they had a Salah and a Neymar day the next day. So it's Aye. no teams anymore. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a players, and I think it's good though. I think it's I think it's really good because they're they're good role models for him. I know mm-hmm. Ronaldo's maybe done a bit. I mean, we don't know if he's done it or no, but I mean, in terms of how they live their life as a professional, I think it's great for kids to have role models like them. I mean, think of the people in the past who were a bit mental. Do you know what I mean? That people looked up to, but. I think they're a great role models for kids, um, but I agree hundred percent what Wenger's saying. Andy, can you see the day there's a there's a, a Barman and Ferry day at a, 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 <laughs> a youth soccer club? club? Which club? That's a problem. Somewhere up in deepest <laughs> northern <laughs> Dingwall, Peterhead. There's a wee club. But can you see? Do you agree with I do. with Wenger and Simon? Obviously, with a job and stuff. See, see, in terms of even simple f- the kit, you know. So retailers have to order, especially the big brands. They're ordering like. Like, let's take Juventus strips eight months in advance of that strip coming out yeah. in quantities that's what you need to do and they've obviously maybe not ordered that many Juventus strips Juventus signs um, Ronaldo signs for Juventus all of a sudden they're inundated with people wanting yeah. Juventus strips they can't get them because they, they don't see it Neymar was a big one no one knew Neymar was going to go to PSG at that point when you're having to order these hits so every Sports retailer are all scrambling for PSG strips because no. Neymar. Price goes up as well. Price goes up. Buying an event strip last year and then when Ronaldo exactly. signed it. it was exactly. So even that, that just, it's a business at the end yeah. of the day. And that, these are all the wee knock on effects that people like Ronaldo and your Messi have. What's the, what's the biggest order you've had for Joma then for a, a single player? No, no, we, no, we don't. We, it doesn't sort of work like that with us. We're, Who is it? Sir we're different. Who else, is, who else is Joma? In Scotland, uh-huh. we've got eight, eight and a forty-two. Is so it? It's a good spread. Yeah. 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 So you got St Mirren, Dunfermline, uh, Partick Thistle, Dumbarton, East Fife, Stranraer, Edinburgh City. 
Albion Rovers. There you go. It's a good wee. And did you get on, did you bring all them in or? I played a part in that. Oh, <laughs> so hopefully it'll be more next year as well. So I'll get speed. It's about a third of your clubs. That's it. Aye. Third of your clubs. Good. So on that, is it as much as you're saying it, it's good and, and it's good for kids to, to have role models, but but let's just take this country as well now and you see it and you're talking about your, your kids, everybody's kids. You very rarely see them going about now with, with Celtic yeah. or Rangers or Aberdeen or Hibs yeah. or Hearts, isn't it? Yeah. It's Man City, sure. it's Liverpool, it's Barca, it's Real Madrid, yeah. it, it's Juve, and in some way, yeah, it's nice, but in other ways, I think it's quite sad to see. Yeah, it's sad, it is definitely, sure. but I think it's up to the parents as well. So, like I say, my wee boy like like Juventus and Barcelona and that now, but last Saturday I never had a game, so I took him to Patrick Thistle versus Dun United. And he loves it. And now, he, now you're on a Saturday, you'll say to me, what was the Patrick Thistle score? Right. So, so I think it's a parent's responsibility as well, eh? Get your kids out to watching football. I got the tickets for free, like, but <laughs> I was going to pay for them. Um, so, but the parents have got a responsibility as well. Get the kids out to, to their local game and, and see what real football is as well. Because he enjoys that just as much as watching a, a Barcelona. They'll mm. enjoy any football that you take them to. It's um, right, it's a wee day out, isn't it? So I think it's the parents' responsibility as well. Yeah, that's good parental advice that's from great, Simon Ferry. That's, that's a first that will never catch on. on. Right, Wenger, on the park, where do you see him genuinely? Where do you see him ending up in 2019? Uh, I think I think he's best suited now where he is to a national team. Uh, or, uh, if it's not a manager, you know, some, some sort of technical director role at one of these big super clubs. And I think he's done his time as a manager. I think he deserves that week in a, I don't know, semi-retirement, if you like. Uh, but play some football for him. Listen, he's he done a remarkable job at Arsenal and... He certainly knows he knows the game and how to get the best out of these superstars, so he should be definitely working in the game somewhere. Can you still see him having an impact at a top level? No. So best days behind him. I think you see the difference in the Arsenal team now. Yeah. We watched them last night; they were brilliant. Yeah. Really, really Third hungry. Outstanding, uh, amazing. My God, really good. But nah, I agree with used to. I think his days done as a as a top level manager. I just didn't. I think it's a, a young, hungry manager's game now at the top level mm. um, and like, I think he's had his time uh, and a national job I think would be perfect for him well, we'll wait and see who ends up at Clifton Hill whether it's Arsene Wenger or <laughs> El Tell we'll keep an eye on that right we're into the last six or seven minutes of the programme it's been great this is the Open Goal podcast keeping the ball on the ground with Simon Ferry and our special guest Andy Barrowman with myself Mark Guidi so we always keep the last six or seven minutes Andy for our special guest to review <laughs> his career and talk about the clubs he's been at so that'll give you an average of about 25 <laughs> seconds per club <laughs> looking back on your career just give us a wee flavour of what it like the, the ups and downs the highs and the lows give us a wee flavour oh, listen plenty of ups and downs um, you know people I think get a wee bit of sort of misconception about a professional footballer's life I think they watch the TV and they watch the games down south and they think everything's um, brilliant and that's of course you're privileged to Earn a living, be kicking a ball, no doubt about that. But there is there is a lot of sort of behind the scenes things that people don't realise what goes on. You know, especially when you get a bit older and you've got responsibilities and you're living year to year contracts and things like that. These are all the pressures, and it's been well documented the effect that can have on people and stuff. So yeah, listen, absolutely delighted with the career I had. I was never the great, greatest of player, but I like to pride myself as a good pro and and yeah, I enjoy I enjoyed manning, so Best teammates, boys, that really loved sharing a dressing room with? We had a great team spirit up at Ross County, obviously getting to that Scottish Cup final. I think that was, you know, we were such a young team. Everyone kind of had been released by bigger clubs and had points to prove and we really got on well. We all lived up there, socialised together off the park and uh, there was a few characters in that team. Michael, such as? Michael Gardine. Oh, not a boy, man. He's still a character. <laughs> uh, Martin Scott, Jimmy Scott, who's now at He's at Cowden Beath. I still get a text off him every week saying he's a better striker than me, you know. I still can't get any sense of him, no matter whether it's a phone call, text messages. It's just. Do you know, cut his, he used to cut his hair, didn't he? He used to cut all the boys here. Nah, I used to charge the boys a five on and cut all the boys here. <laughs> what, so, was Gar- what did Gardine used to do? Oh, what did he not do? Some of the things you just cringe even talking about them now, you just think it's a bit too much for me anyway, but uh-huh. he loved it. He would uh-huh. he would just every day, it was what can he do to eclipse what he'd done the day before? And, <laughs> And you know yourself, it gets out of hand at times, uh-huh. and the two of them together as well. But now it was good. It was See, Gardine, I remember we were uh, the reserves, the first team we used to do a gym session first, and then we'd have to wait at the top of the stairs when they were finished, going. And me, Mitch was like, I'm not fucking waiting for them. He's just day stupid, I think. So just marching up the stairs, takes all his gear off, naked, right into the middle of the first team gym session, starts doing pull ups on the pull ups back. That sums him up. That sums him up. <laughs> 
Sorry, managers. Um, different reasons. As we touched on there with Jim McIntyre, I felt he improved me as a personally as a player rather than. I always thought the best managers were the ones that were honest with you. You know, you might not have liked what they were saying to you at the yeah. time, but in hindsight, when you look back and you think, like Jim Jeffries, plenty of run-ins with Jim Jeffries, but I look back and, you know, I've got respect for Jim Jeffries because, okay, we had our arguments at the time, I didn't like what he was saying, but he was right. He was, he was, it was the truth. When you say a run-in, what, 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 what do you entail? Is, there, is this like Champions League one to ones Is it going nose-to-nose in the dressing room? What, what you talking about? Both, really, yeah. bit of both, really. Bit of both. You know, coming in after a game and he's having a go at you and you don't agree with it and you, you have your opinion back or, or it, he's dropped you. I always remember one time, it was a, I think we were playing the cup and he pulled me in. I'd been scoring goals and he pulled me in and said, look, I'm going to leave you out today. Um, it's a cup. I'm just going to make a couple of changes. I'm like, I'm, I'm scoring, I've scored my last four or five, I just want to keep it going. I said, we've got a big game next week, we're playing Partick this way, we're top of the league at the time. I said, we've got a big game next week, and I just want to keep that run going. I said, what if, it was Andy Kirkwood come in, what if he comes in and scores a hat-trick? You know, he said, mm-hmm. well, that's me, I'm the, I'm the manager, I've got to make that decision. And You know, rightly or wrong, we had a wee bit of a ding-dong, I stormed out the room. Um, but to be fair, he put me back in. The Andy Kirk didn't score a hat trick, so I was back in for the game a week later. And you must have been drinking when you said that of Andy Kirk scores a hat trick now. He doesn't listen to this, does he? Hopefully not. <laughs> Join us um, next week, our special guest. <laughs> Aye, so different reasons for the managers, you know. Uh-huh. Um, uh, uh, it's like life. If someone's honest with you, and I think somebody that can deal with a person on person. You know, that that's it's like any walk of life, whether you're a, a football manager or any other business, if 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 a guy can stand in front of you and, and be honest with you and you can have that respect you then that's good enough. Well, but least favourite Terry Butcher. Easy. Terry Butcher. He didn't fancy me. Um that was quite obvious when he came in. Um he, he just didn't fancy me. I was on a good contract at Inverness instead of coming to me and saying, Look, you're not part of my plans, I don't I don't see you playing here. He never did that. He just sort of and how quickly did they assess you to make that decision? Uh, minute one, I think. Yeah. But a previous, I'd so been at... me preconceived ideas about Aye, because I'd been at Birmingham and I, I was going to come up and loan to Motherwell when he was Motherwell uh-huh. manager. Um, and then for whatever, I come up and trained for a few days. It was around about Christmas time, so I come up and trained for a few days and he didn't want me. Just didn't rate me as a player. Right. Um, so that that was that. was that. So I think he's already getting that job. He's thinking, right, Andy Barman, that's Andy Barman of four years ago. Uh-huh. Um you know, and, and mm-hmm. I think he'd made his mind up yeah. then, mm-hmm. and just just come to me and say, Look, I wanted to play football. I, I would have, I would have moved on if it was right for me. But I wouldn't, have, you know, just he had me training. I wasn't allowed to train with the first team. I would train with one of the coaches, with Scott Kellicker, and maybe me and another guy, a couple of other guys. He was trying to mm-hmm. kind of freeze out. And then when the first team stopped training, Morris Malpass would then take me and run me basically. Like kick, kick balls like a dog and I had to go and get it back bring it and kick it in that direction oh, just trying to piss me off but honestly that's what it was like but I, I had the mentality right just I never to be fair I argued with Mo every day every day he was there to be fair but I just get the head down and says right you know what if that's what you're going to do I'm just going to bust my gut and I was fit I was uh-huh. one of the fittest there I, I, running and that didn't bother me it was it was the ball part that I didn't like <laughs> <laughs> but I just get in my head and I was determined I sat it out and I eventually left I think in the January and it was about half ten at night in the deadline day. Eventually they gave me what I was looking for. But if he'd been a wee bit more respectful with me and honest, mm-hmm. that could have been done six months ago. Yeah. And it could have saved the club a lot of money and but he just tried to piss me off and it worked. <laughs> so six what we got sixteen, seventeen, eighteen moves in your 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 career. <laughs> I didn't actually really, I didn't it. actually realise it was that many. But give, just, how many of my loans, Mark? Come we on. can't touch in all of them but is there any like like working a like you know, think God how how did we manage to pull that one off? Any kind of mad moves or the managers mad or the, the meeting place is mad or it's a phone uh, call. Well, that, that one, as you said, it was half ten on deadline day that night, and obviously I get the phone calls at home, just the feet up, and get a phone call to say get yourself down to the stadium. Um, they're going to give you what we're looking for, sort of thing. So uh, I'd already agreed to sign with Ross County, so I went down, signed what I had to sign, collected my boots, went straight to a hotel in Inverness, and. Derek Adams and George Adams were sitting waiting for me to sign and I went back there that night so that's probably the kind of only one um, Best signing on fee? On Inverness I did alright up there I was like, well, I'd scored 29 goals this previous uh, season I had a few options signed with Inverness 
because of Craig Brewster again, he just as a striker and similar sort of type and get a good feel and he, he, he sort of wanted me more than any other manager, I suppose. So end up. Got a uh, good feel of it. Uh, I was a bit of watch what I was saying there. Was, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you've always got to come up with that. But nah, um, so I but I got a good, really good contract in Inverness. That was set me up. And for the future, you see yourself staying with with Joe and involved in that kind of side of yeah. business. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Um, as I say, it's hard to come by jobs in, in sports, particularly mm-hmm. in Scotland. So I'm really enjoying it. As I've always ambitious and always want to sort of go and do better. I'd love to work within a a club and some sort of general manager role, chief exec, something like that. I would love to be involved in the sort of day-to-day running of a club, but for the moment, I'm, I'm happy where I am and I don't see myself moving anything soon. It's not a bad job when you can come in here on a Tuesday at half ten, is it? It's all right. I hope the bosses aren't listening in Spain. <laughs> Especially for nothing. That shows you how much he's getting paid to do that. a good guest, si. Enjoy oh, that. Brilliant, way. really good. Been great. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Well, that's great, and uh, we look forward to our next. Well, I think we should actually get a, a double like the way we had with with Derek Ferguson and uh, Gerard. Ian Durant for your sit down. We'll get Andy and Big Tell. That would be interesting, wouldn't it? Morris Malpass and Billy Brown waiting in the wings. Us, <laughs> oh, it's been great, Andy. Thanks very much oh, for your company you, for the last 45, 50 minutes. It's been good fun. I hope you've enjoyed the Open Goal podcast, keeping the ball on the ground in association with our friends at William Hill. We'll speak to you next week. Bye bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.